0: From coast to coast, women grow up with their bodies being watched, and, almost without fail, learning to watch their own bodies. This self-surveillance begins young, and for many women feels impossible to stop. It permeates our relationships and decisions, negatively impacts our physical well-being, mental health, and overall quality of life. The Body Myth Podcast explores how we got here why our size and shape have nothing to do with happiness, and what we can do to find body peace. I'm Ronit Plank, and I'm your host for the Body Myth Podcast. Let's get off of this weight and body image roller coaster together. Today, my guest is Natalie Sirianni. She's a Seattle-based writer, professor, and mother of two with work at Motherwell, The Manifestation, Ruminate Magazine, Parent Map, She Knows, and Literary Mama. She has an essay included in the recent anthology, The Pandemic Midlife Crisis, Gen X Women on the Brink. Her work centers on grief and motherless motherhood. Welcome, Natalie.
1: Hi, Ronate. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm so glad that you're here, and I want to actually dive right in to that piece in Manifestation about soccer as a grown-up mom and soccer as a college athlete and your body, and And I, I was hoping that you could just introduce the essay a little bit and then read that excerpt, and then we can talk a little bit about it.
1: Yes, I would love to. I was thinking a lot about this piece before. Today, and just trying to remember how this, how I wrote this or how this came to me. And I, I do remember it really just spilled out of me in a frenzy. I had, you know, my daughter, my youngest daughter was maybe two or three at the time. Um, and I was just coming back to the soccer field. I played, you know, soccer in high school, actually from middle school, high school, and college, and, you know, high school. I was on three separate teams. So mm. it was a lot about like returning. And also returning as a, as a new person, right, as, mm-hmm. as, a, as a mother of two. So that's kind of where this came from. And again, it was just such a frenzy. It was like a, a poem that really kind of moved out of my body.
0: So you wrote it in reaction to a very new experience one day mm-hmm. of something you had resumed?
1: Yes. And um, just like just kind of revisiting something, you know, that I used to love and I used to be kind of, you know, for lack of a – like masterful at and, and kind mm-hmm. of returning to that space and, and positionality, you know, as a mm-hmm. person. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was it was a really great experience to write about and also to, to go back and play. And I've played, a, you know, several times since this, but it was just kind of in response to that.
0: Mm-hmm. And so I guess I should ask you, you know, how old were you when you started playing soccer
1: um, great question. I would say, I mean, I remember playing on a team in kindergarten. I was mm-hmm. I was in kindergarten, first grade. It was at my first co ed team. Um, and I believe I was trying to, th- I just was at my dad's house and looking at old trophies. I can't, like, I think wow. the, it was like 1980 something or odd.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um, but yeah, elementary school, more rec. And then as I got older, it kind of got, you know, more into, you know, travel teams and, you know, in high school being on like an, it was called ODP at the time. It's like an Olympic development program and it kind of gets you, it's like vetting you for the regional team and then the national team and things like that. But I made it to the regional camp. I was not on the regional team, but yeah.
0: So was this something your family did? I mean, how did you you understand back then? Because I know where we're gonna go with this when you read that excerpt. How did you understand if you were conscious at all of your interest in soccer or how it felt in your body?
1: I mean, I certainly was the driver. I I certainly loved this game. Um, I, you know, I think our whole family, I'll say my dad was really athletic and, you know, my my sisters and I all played soccer. And so it wasn't an expectation by any means, but it was just really something that was um, fun. It was an outlet, you know, and it was also like a social thing to play Mm -hmm. soccer. But I think it was um, really enjoyable I think, until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that that moment came my sophomore year in college, and I just had, I, I just, it, like a, a switch flipped for me because mm-hmm. it had been so much a part of my life. And I also think about it, too, kind of like this timeline of, you, you know, I had gained the freshman 15, and I was coming back, and I, saw, I thought, like, I need to change myself yeah, soccer became kind of a secondary. And my, my focus was like, I really need to fix myself. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was, you know, something that, that switched for me at a time where I was like, it was not bringing me a lot of joy. I was also trying to change. And I I guess, you know, I was almost 18, 19, 20. Um, So to me, it wasn't like, puberty, but it was just really about growing into womanhood at that time. And I was, I remember being really confused by my body, honestly. Um, and you can know, that's you, kind can of you what talk,
0: I, a, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's
1: kind of what I write about. I think I was confusing, um, strength and size, you know, I was gaining muscle and I was, gr- I was not a 15 year old kid anymore. And so I think, For me, there was just, yeah, I was just confused by what was happening to my body, and I also felt like I had no control over it.
0: I'm dying to dig into what you just said, but I feel like it's a perfect time for you to read that excerpt, yeah. uh, and then we can resume this conversation. What do you think?
1: That sounds great, yes. Running was my extracurricular activity as a women's college soccer player. I was running to stay in shape, training for the next match, preparing, and also, strangely, whittling myself down to a muscle, stripping away to the leanest version of myself. Past the woman I hated, past the woman who had to be playing a sport, I ran away from myself, from my disdain, running at 5.30 in the morning to think and think and think and think and think about how much I hated playing soccer, how much I hated my body for playing this game that was no longer a game I remember being a college sophomore in a dank, sweaty basement gym, floor fans blasting at 11 p.m. alone, my old monster, working out, losing all traces of myself, fanatically exercising. An hour plus on the Stairmaster was normal. Push down, push down, hold on, hold on, whoosh, 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 whoosh. Incremental red lights on the machine dashboard. Dots screaming, Go faster. Push harder. Pulsing. Don't slow down. 275 calories to go. Dripping with sweat, my hands slipped off the black handrails. I had a scratchy white hand towel and the sliding became more comical. The towel and I slipping further down the machine. I propped myself back up. My sweaty body hunched over the machine in agony, pushing myself. And this was after two-hour practices on the college soccer field self-sabotage. I had to work it off because bigger, stronger meant fat.
0: Thank you. You know, it's yeah. it's such a strong read. It, it was very affecting for me when I read it, but listening to you read it brings it so much more to life. And, you know, your use of the, the syntax there and all of your descriptions really put me there. And I think I understand what was going on better now because you've, you've read it for me. So Mm -hmm. here's what I'm thinking. And please tell me if I've got this right. It sounds to me like you didn't think about your body that much prior to this. Like, did it, did it surprise you in college that you were, yeah, okay, so I've got that right, and it's not that you said that, that, but it, it seems like my impression is you have this body, and it does what you want it to do, and you're playing sports, and you're good at it, and you feel good in your body, and it's just something that gives you joy, and then you hit up against this wall maybe in college where it's a mix of not liking it as much anymore and also wondering what the heck is happening to your body. And then mm-hmm. did those things just conflate into this kind of pressure cooker for you?
1: Absolutely, and especially looking back now, like, yes, both of those things were ha- It was like this realization, and then it just, like, uh, that I had, I did not have a lot of control over because it was happening. It was my body, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, uh, for so long, I had never really thought about it, I guess, like, even in high school and puberty, always, you know, always been kind of athletic, and, like, size was never an issue, you know, I was thinking about, like, I've, I've always had, a, like, I'm Italian, like, we have, I have a really strong appetite, so I was, oh, I'm was i always <laughs> eating, right, um,
0: and it never, Well, I, like, I do too, and I'm not Italian, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a Jewish, it's but... in our family, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I, I just think, like, it was never an issue. And then all of a sudden, yes, all of these things were happening at the same time. And and my brain was like on overload. And I I used to wake up. And for so long, even after this, I used to wake up, because I think it was ingrained, um, wanting to change myself, like Mm -hmm. to fix myself. First, that was like my first thought when I woke up in the morning is that I have to fix myself. And, you know, now as a a 46-year-old woman, you know, I just did, there was not a lot of self-love I think at that time and and I wish I had you know maybe I had some tools to talk about that but yeah there you know
0: I can't I can't imagine that and I've had to do
1: a lot of work I think to to get to a place where I I don't you know like that's not my active goal right now I sort of check in with my body I'm like I I still love movement I love to work out I love to exercise but now I ask what do I need today and I, I think at this particular moment, you know, as I'm looking at these words on the screen, that I was not a factor in this. Like, I was not even considering myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what strikes me, too, is that I guess I thought, and this is foolish of me, and I'm sure other people who have experienced uh, similar kinds of changes in college might be able to agree with you, but I kind of want to believe that doing sports and feeling strong and in control of your body could insulate a woman or a girl Mm -hmm. from feeling out of control or i want to believe that having such power and being able to harness your strength that way and your speed would give you a sense of confidence and self that would protect you from hurting yourself yes and i i
1: I had felt that way for a long time. And, yeah, and looking back, I'm like, well, I really that wasn't the case at, at this moment in this particular mm-hmm. moment.
0: Do you understand that period of time anyway differently now? That, that was it about something other than than your body. Um. Yeah. I mean,
1: I as probably like I know I was also very busy. Um. I was a double major in college, and I was mm-hmm. taking. You know, I I was also like a. There was a lot going on. Yeah, and, and maybe there was some like have to, should, like need to, to be doing this when maybe I wanted to explore other things that I hadn't in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I also think, too, and I, I don't think this is, you know, the case for me, but there's been this uh, news cycle right now. Of, I think her name was Katie Myers, and she was a goalkeeper at Stanford and from the outside, right? Looked oh yes. like yes, everything. Uh, um, and they've yes. talked about the word perfectionism mm-hmm. a lot. And I'd have to do a deeper dive into her story, but um, like her parents and she died by suicide and her parents were on television yesterday saying, you know, uh, like how I, she had everything, you know, like there was perfectionism was the word that was kind of being looked, yeah. at, looked at a little bit. And yeah, I, I, you want to think, right, that you're insulated from that. Mm-hmm.
0: And, Right. And so when you were when you were in your college years and you were exercising like this, I have a couple of questions, which are, were the women, were the other women on your team also getting stronger looking, building muscle, or were you feeling like you were the only one? Like, how did you compare yourself to the women on your team? Who were you trying to get to? Were you trying to get to the older version of you or a phantom mm-hmm. you? What was the comparison?
1: I don't know. It's really funny. Like, I, I think about it, and I love my teammates, and we're all you know, still close to this day. And I wasn't like comparing myself against them. I wanted to be something completely new and different. Like that to me is that comes through when I read this piece. It's like not trying to be an older version of myself, but like trying to like
0: like a reinvention? Yes. Reinvention. An, an
1: emerge into something new. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I don't I don't believe there was like a comparative.
0: Mm-hmm piece to this how did you get out of this or how bad did it get or how long did this last where you were really really running your body ragged to try to look a certain way and also were you restricting mm-hmm. food at all
1: um I don't think I was restrict I was more bingy and much more um sorry that's a terrible word but more bingy no, but um and, your word and, and uh <laughs> And there was a focus on eating healthier. Like I had never really eaten salads before in my life. And that became kind of like a fixation for me was to eat Mm -hmm. a lot of salads. So it was like, you know, food was, you know, being introduced to like different kinds of foods and not just pizza and spaghetti and things like that. But um, I do remember there being kind of a, a focus on, I need to eat healthier too. And that really like, was dramatic, right? If you're already Mm -hmm. doing sports and then you're doing this and then you're, like, eating salads and apples, you
0: Mm -hmm. know, for breakfast. Mm
1: -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. a dramatic weight loss. And I think that there was, um, yeah, there was definitely concern for – about a about a year, I, I was kind of in this cycle. I also, if, I hope it's not too much information, but um, I experienced amenorrhea, which is like you lose your period. So I lost my period for about a yeah. Year you're as well. definitely
0: not oversharing at all. I mean, that's what this is yeah. about, and certainly other guests on this show, and I'm sure listeners can, you know, relate to this either have experienced <clears throat> yeah. it or know people who have experienced it. And I mean, that sounds pretty serious, don't you think? Yeah,
1: it was, yeah, it was pretty intense, and I think I came home that summer, like I, I remember, because my um, school was six hours away from home and kind of collapsed. And and I do remember, like, you know, my parents were wonderful and, and amazing and, and it really kind of gave me some space. And there was a lot of just like relax. I, I think I needed to be out of the a college, like it's such a the college environment, living in the dorm, you know, I mm-hmm. think I needed to be away from that and I needed to be kind of in my own space around the people that I loved the most. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I think thing, things really changed from there. I didn't, you know, the summer before was really kind of when it started, when I came home after the fresh, I had gained the freshman 15, as they called it, and then I started working out, and then I worked two jobs, and I, I just never let myself stop, and I did that mm-hmm. for about a year. And then I mm-hmm. do remember coming home and, you know, just being like, uh oh, I need to just stop my brain was spinning and my body was paying for
0: that mm-hmm. so then how long do you think it took you to recover or to start mm-hmm. to live in a way that you didn't feel um like you had to do these behaviors to stay in control
1: yeah i mean i still think
0: i, I guess as anybody would say you still
1: like Live with that, so it still might be like in the in the back burner. I mean, it's taken me a long time. I I, I hate to. Fa- I know you're probably looking for a date, but I hate to. fast No, not, forward not at all. Because, not at all. I mean, I. I so yeah. this is an
0: assumption I made. I made this assumption mm-hmm. that you're better, but now yeah. it sounds like you're you're speaking to what a lot of us understand and experience, which is that it's it's uh something that we are preoccupied with.
1: Yes, and I think a real healing for me, and again, this is like twenty years well, I guess 10 years after the fact, it wasn't until I had my children that I, that I realized, and I, and it really like a, it, there was like a pendulum swing too, to thinking about my body as something absolutely amazing and something to be in awe of and to be grateful for. Um, I, that really was something that was brand new to me, you know, Rennie. Like it was something that was, it took this, experience of growing another human and to kind of be like I'm you know you're embodied but in a way like I could see myself outside of my body um and I saw my body for what it you know what it was capable of and I and ever since then especially after my second I was like oh my gosh like this amazing body that I have what am I what was I complaint you know what was I thinking at that time but you know you were just Mm -hmm. I was a younger version of myself and I didn't have as much information. And and now I feel like, you know, between kids and you know, like being interested in health. And like, I also think about um, the, the types of activities that I engage in. I think yoga has helped me tremendously um, just mm-hmm. to, to integrate my mind and my body rather than them being separate. And I, I would say in this particular space, as I'm looking at this essay, they were very, I was very separate. My mind and my body were not as connected. And I think mm. you see that, right? There was like, mm-hmm. and this is something I, I tend to do, and I'm not sure if other people do, but in times of, I don't want to even say crisis, but I tend to evacuate my body, as I call it. Um, if something happens, I tend to like leave myself. And I've a little uh, I've, like be-
0: disassociation. Yes,
1: absolutely. And I've become much more conscious of that. And mm-hmm. I, I definitely work to make sure that I like stay with me. Like I say that to myself, like Mm -hmm. we're here together. Like it's, Mm. it's like thinking about this, um, as a more integrated unit than, than maybe I had thought it was, you know? So, yeah.
0: Can I ask what the messages were, if any at all, growing up in your family about body or food?
1: Uh, you know, I, I think we were, inclusive. I I would actually, because I was thinking about this this morning, I don't think the messaging was coming from my family at Mm -hmm, all. mm -hmm. Um, It was really, if you can, (laughs) if we can kind of go back to 1994, it was really more of a society message. And I loved fashion magazines. And I thought about, you know, remember the ads for CK1? I don't know if you remember that Kate Moss, like everything was so wafy. And I remember going to like college parties, um, and with, and hanging out with people who didn't, who weren't athletes. And like these women were, everyone was so skinny. And I just remember thinking like in my head, Oh, I, I need to be like that or I'm different and I need to kind of change to, to fit this kind of, you know, idea of what it looks like to be female at this time. I don't, I don't, again, for me, that that's it was very potent. It was oh yeah. kind of um, the messaging and the the fashion and and you know, I caved to that, and I'm always so grateful now that you know the messaging is so different for women and girls, and I I am hyper aware with my girls, and I tell tell them, oh my gosh, your bodies are amazing, and <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, I I think that to me it was really more about society's message. I also, uh, going back to the family question, it wasn't, it wasn't really talked about that much. And I, I think we didn't really diet in our house. I had friends, you know, neighbors, parents who did that a lot, or I, you know, heard the word Weight Watchers or, you know, that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But that wasn't, you know, really
0: happening in my, in my house. But that again, highlights for me it really underlines how much the, the fashion magazines and the media back then even before all the platforms we have now affected you and how you again i can't I, I can't tell you how much i have to keep reminding myself that you're someone who moved in your body and had what i would consider strength and stamina i mean i was someone who didn't do anything with my body the most i ever did was maybe dance a little in a musical i just was not in my body mm-hmm. i didn't have that sense of strength or anything and and i'm always like i keep coming back to this idea that here you were so centered for so long in the sport that you loved and it's still the, the the disordered eating and and the hyper i forgot what the word is for that kind of exercise it's almost like it's like anorexic exercising yeah. but so but it it surprises me it, and I, I don't mean to to make you feel self-conscious about it what i mean is i'm i'm just stunned that you know i want to believe there's a way that we can be healthy or protective i think that's what i'm getting at and it it saddens me and it worries me as a mother and you know of course as just a woman that it's still really hard to insulate yourself from these forces hmm how do you these days? Now that you you said you're about forty five, how do I'm you forty navigate... six today? Today's oh, my that's birthday. right. That's right. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes. So you you mentioned yoga, and you mentioned you know trying to stay <laughs> integrated when there's a part of your brain that wants to leave your body. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate? feelings of criticism that that pop up about your body or your shape or and I and I know that they do come up just because of our conversation before we started recording so how do you deal with that now that you're older Mm -hmm.
1: I I feel like there's so much more community around this topic so I I find myself talking about it with other people more I think that was the other thing too is that like these were I don't know I feel like it was more taboo, maybe, to talk about our bodies, and and maybe we talked about them, and and for me, more shame, like being ashamed of it. And now I feel like that being in community, I've been with friends, and I think they're. It's it's about being more proud of our bodies, but yes, and there's certain days, of course, um, but I I try to remind myself how wonderful it is to have this body and to be in this life and. You know, to, to have what I have. And so there's a lot of reminding. And I think too, like I've thought less and less about my body as I've gotten older. And I think as we were talking about before this podcast, I think there's a um, an element of self-love that comes with that, you know, as you get older and you're more accepting and also, I just don't really have as much time to devote to that. Still, <laughs> right? I still find time to move because it is so vital for my brain and my, my creative brain. I guess that's the other thing, too, is like this interconnectedness. I don't try to push myself. I do try to push my Like, I want to push myself in all the good ways, but I don't want to punish myself. And I think that that's, there's a real fine distinction. Like, I love to hike, and I hike with some girlfriends and you know, every once in a while, we'll get a wild hair and say, let's do this really hard mountain. I think, yeah, because I can, not because Mm -hmm. I have to. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, that's a real difference there. Um, So on those days that like, I haven't had the chance to to move my body as much. um, I try to think like about all the amazing things that I've done um, and that I, that I still get to do, you know, I, I don't play soccer as much anymore as any former soccer player will say my knee is hanging on by a thread (laughs) Um, so I'm trying to find and that's also good for me right is to to not go back um, but to move forward with the things that I want to do and so we have a a peloton I've been using the peloton bike and then all the Mm -hmm. the pilates in the bar I love to hike Still. So, you're
0: still a really active person. I, like, yes, you're still I am mean, I very much in your body.
1: I am very much. And it's also, again, I think it's part of my DNA, but now it's like an acceptance of it. And it's really like a reworking. It, to me, there's been a, a complete rewiring of.
0: Do you of, know what that reminds that. me of? Yeah, go ahead. That mm-hmm. reminds me of the reinvention you used to look for.
1: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think. That's yeah. That's so. You kind of did it, virtuous. but I not did, in the yeah. way
0: that you maybe thought you would.
1: Yes, and maybe later, and maybe there was different points that got me there that I I might not have been able to do at that moment. But yeah, like there's, it's like a true embodiment right now. I think for me, and and the focus is more on like how will this help me, right? Mm-hmm. And not like what do I need to do to. to Fix and change myself, so it's yeah. To me, it's yeah. a lot more full circle for sure.
0: Yeah. So if you had the chance to go back and talk to the college you who is going through these harsh routines to exercise and the restriction and things like that, what what would you tell her if you could give her some advice?
1: Well, I mean, she wouldn't know what she does now about like having babies and learning to love her body, but I would say you don't have to do this. Like, this is not something that you have to do. I think at that time, she might not have been able to embrace her body, but Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: think I could talk to her about, like, just you wait, right? This body is going to treat you so well. And, you know, I I think she would enjoy hearing that. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you for that. Yes. Yes. Natalie, where can listeners find you? Where are the best links to find you?
1: I would say... Instagram is probably where I'm active the most. I'm sharing things and um, there's also a link tree in my bio to some of my past pieces. And, you know, I, I talk about the body of course, and sort of the, uh, the anxiety of new motherhood, but I also talk about uh, motherless motherhood. That's, you know, something that kind of came after this piece, but um, definitely Instagram. And I have a website. It's just Natalie I'm on Twitter. I need to be more active there, but Instagram is kind of, kind the of same thing. Kind of yeah. my. I feel hub, like you and I so. are the
0: same. It's like
1: Instagram yes. the most.
0: Twitter, for sure. Uh,
1: yeah, um, maybe yeah I need but to if you want to find but, me, yeah.
0: yeah, if you want to find me, go to go to Instagram any yeah. day of the week, and that will direct
1: you to all these places for sure. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective. It's it's very good to to understand better what you experienced and also just to have this this kind of understanding about an athlete and how you grow and change as you get older. So thank yes. you. Yes.
1: Thank you so much. I, I really appreciated talking about this topic with you and, and I know you know, I know women will, and, and others will be really interested in this. So thanks.
0: Thank you for tuning in to The Body Myth. If you'd like updates, want to complete the Your Body in the World survey, or have a body image anecdote you'd like me to read on air, please visit the link in the show notes, or find the link in my Instagram profile at Ronit Plank. That's R-O-N-I-T-P-L-A-N-K. You can also follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And if you liked this episode, please subscribe and share it with your friends. And if you have two more seconds, you can rate and review it on Apple Podcasts so that others can more easily find The Body Myth. Thank you so much for being here.